Hey everybody, it's Friday, it's 10 a.m., let's have a video. Good morning everybody, my name is Rob. This is Altered Universe Everyday Heroes, the series that covers more of the in-depth and thought-provoking topics. Today, we're going to do some mental health in a roundtable, meaning multiple topics put together. If you guys are back for more, thank you for joining us. If this is your first time, awesome. Let us know um, um, what you think, and hopefully we'll be back for more. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. I'll remind you at the end of the video as well. And let's, let's jump in. All right. Sorry about that. Computers like doing things. The exact time. All right. So one thing about mental health that we've talked about before are the myths versus the facts. Um, this article from UNICEF.org, obviously UNICEF, one of the biggest um, nonprofit organizations for the well-being of people, wrote a article, Busted, Seven Myths, Seven Myths About Mental Health. So let's go ahead and see what we may or may not know or what we might be thinking. Myth number one, if a person has a mental health condition, it means the person has low intelligence. Um, obviously not true. The fact is mental illness, like physical illness, can affect anyone regardless of intelligence, social class, or income level. A while back, and we're talking a while, while, 1800s, 1900s, um, many people thought that if you were a little different, as they called it, um, you must not have as many smarts as others do. Um, this was mainly due to the fact that nobody really knew how to classify or diagnose or study what it means to have a mental health condition. In fact, many people with mental health conditions, such as Asperger's or autism, have a little greater intelligence due to the way that their brain is wired. Um, but generally, like it says, excuse me, um, oh, excuse me, uh, like it says, anybody, anywhere, in any part of the world can have the same mental health condition. Number two, you only need to take care of your mental health if you have a mental health condition. Well, we know now that's not true. Just like physical and emotional, mental health needs to be nurtured. Like you've, like I've told you, you guys multiple times, we do meditation here. We do breathing bubbles where you breathe in and out. Um, we discuss our feelings throughout the day. We check in on each other. Um, even if you're not having any issues or not suffering or not having a difficulty, just like you would do anything else, keep tabs on yourself and see how things are going. Um, do the things that make you happy. Obviously, we all have, um, you know, prerequisites like work and chores, but add in some fun throughout the day. Add in um, rest periods. Um, add in bonding time, you know, with your family, your partner, whoever. Um, no matter what year, date, whatever. Oh, excuse me, guys. Oh, um, check in with yourself and make sure you feel feel good. Number three, who, excuse me, uh, num who, number, 
<laughs> sorry. Um, number three, poor mental health is not a big issue for teenagers. They just have mood swings and hormonal fluctuations and act out due to a desire for attention. Um, I know that's like every 90s film, 80s movie. Um, who? 80s movie. Who? Who? Um, we know now that one of the highest area, uh, groups of people are those between, as they put the ages of 10 and 20, um, specifically, you know, 15 to 19. But teenagers do struggle more than we realize they do, just like seniors, just like adults. Um, but with teenagers, most of the time people just think they're acting out because they're being a teenager. Make sure if you have a teenager, if you are a teenager, try your best to say, hey, something is a little off. Let's get this, you know, checked into. Um, it could be nothing. It might just be, you know, maybe something stressing you out. But it's better to check it than to not on the chance that it might be something else. All right, number four. Nothing can be done to protect people from developing mental health conditions. Um, so this one fact, um, obviously, this is kind of a twofold. Their fact here is... Um, you know, if you build strong bonds, if you seek support early on, if you developed good um, habits, good relationships, less of a chance of doing it. Not necessarily always true because there is the biology, the genetics, all that stuff. But more or less, it is safe to say that if you from the get go practice good habits, practice good support, ask for help at an early age, it may not be as much of a struggle if you end up with them later or you may be one of the lucky ones that may not have a severe problem there. But because biology plays a big role, keep in mind that you really need to check out anything that feels off just for the safe fact that you do it for your physical, do it for your emotional, do it for your mental as well. You'll be happy you did and you might just, you know, be able to work something before it might get any worse. Number five, mental health condition is a sign of weakness. If the person were stronger, they would not have the condition. Again, we can thank TV and movies for that. Um, mental health comes no matter who, what, how, whatever person you are. Um, you can be the outgoing presidential type, or you can be the shy introvert. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do. Mental illness is never a weakness. Mental health conditions are just something that happens. We've talked about it, that I believe, I think the thing was almost 85, 90% of people throughout the world have some sort of difficulty. So that's just to prove that it's more of a normal thing than people used to think. Um, yes, how you go about doing it obviously will help you um, understand and, and function better, but never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever feel that if you have something, it is a bad sign. It is an, oh my God, I'm a horrible thing. No, never ever think that. Just because it takes you time to do something differently than others does not make you worse than that person. All it means is you do things a different way. And I've told you many times on the show, I do things differently. I have to do things differently. Did I feel bad about it first? Of course I did. Now I just think, hey, you know what? You go do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. We'll get to the same ending point, but I'm just going to do it how it's easy for me to do. And that's all you got to remember. It's okay to do what you got to do. Just know that you are 
perfect in your in your uh, mind. You are good how you are. You are what you are supposed to be. Number six, adolescents who get good grades and have a lot of friends will not have mental health conditions because they're going to be depressed about. Again, TV. Um, depression, obviously, is one of the biggest ones out there, whether it's teens, adults, seniors, um, you know, young adults-ish. I guess I'm an adult. I don't know. Um, one of the things I do have is depression. Now, luckily for me, uh, or unlucky, you know, my anxiety takes over most of the time. So my depression doesn't have too much of a chance to get a word in, but it's still there. And depression definitely is, um, is a thing. Now, I didn't. I was very introverted. I didn't have a large group of friends. So people would be like, oh, well, you, that's probably why you have depression. Um, I know a lot of people that do have large groups that work uh, with a lot of people and they still have it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> excuse me. doesn't matter who. <laughs> excuse me. It doesn't matter who you are, what you did, what you do, you can be depressed. Usually it's, you know, genetics, biological, whatever, but you can, um, you can get it even if, you know, you're the, the popular person, whatever. Um, but remember, having it does not, is not a death sentence. It's not a bad thing. You can have depression and still do your things. We've talked about it before of how to do. We'll do other videos on it, I'm sure. But just remember, just because you have depression, does it's not the end of the world. There are ways to go about it. You know, that's one reason why I meditate, one reason why we talk so much at home. Um, it's just a way to get the words out because even if it doesn't fix the problem, I feel so much better telling my wife what I'm feeling at the time. All right, number seven, and the last one, bad parenting causes mental conditions in adolescence. You see how the media screws? Um, yes, obviously, in some circumstances, if your upbringing is, is physically bad, it can cause you to uh, grow up in a certain viewpoint. However, your, the parenting skills are not necessarily connected to whether or not you are going to have a mental health difficulty. There's a difference between growing up in a place where all you know is being, you know, being bad and that's how you grow up. And again, some people say differently there too, but never have they shown that because your, your parents might've, you know, been, been harsher on you. That's why you developed some sort of difficulty. There's no real connection there. Um, some may say, though, yeah, and that, like I started, some may say that depending on your upbringing, it might change your values and your viewpoints of the world, but it doesn't change you to the point of how your brain is, is growing or functioning. Now, on the flip side, they do say um, always, you know, if, if you're going to teach your kids or whatever, something, obviously teach them good over bad. So obviously there is the thing of you want to, oh, excuse me, guys, um, too much breakfast. Um, uh, you want to teach them good values, but just because your parents might've been more strict, there's no connection to why you might've had a difficulty later on. Um, okay, next up here, I almost skipped half the thing. Next up here, um, really quick, the psychology of solitude. So a lot of people fear being alone, me being one of them. I do have a phobia 
any paranoia of being alone. And anytime I am, it can be a struggle. Um, I work on it well. You know, there are times where I'm a little bit better. Um, but this article from academyofideas.com starts out by saying, human beings are social by nature and unfit to endure in extreme cases of isolation. If we are alone for too long, our mental faculties can degrade, leading to states of insanity or deep despair. Now, that's a little, little strong. Um, the use of solitary confinement and exile are no longer used, indicating that people have long understood how deeply fear of isolation runs through our veins. Um, that's a little harsh, I know. But really what this author is saying is that we are not meant to be by ourselves. A lot of people feel like they want to be by ourselves. And you you have the choice of being who you are, with who you are, or without who you are. That's fine. Generally speaking, though, as an animal, we are similarly to, um, you know, to dogs, similarly to other apes. We are some of those animals that usually need that other family support. Just how our brains work. Um, in modern day, our fears are not restricted to extreme forms of isolation, um, just being alone for any experience of time. Um, this actually came with a video, which we're not going to obviously watch, uh, but if you want to watch the video, it's on here. Um, many thinkers have suggested that the fear of solitude is, a root of one, a root, is at root a fear of oneself. In our normally daily routines, busy with work, um, you don't have anything to worry about. You're doing your thing. For instance, today was laundry day. I do my laundry, uh, or I do my towels and such on Friday morning. Um, that's my thing. Today I had to do a little extra laundry. That's cool. When you keep yourself going, and this is why schedule is so important to me, you have nothing to worry about, nor do you really have time to worry about because you are busy doing your thing. Um, however, when you uh, pull away, and this is more pull away from other people, you tend to look at things in a different light and you tend to look at yourself in a different viewpoint. Excuse me. Um, uh, Frederick Nietzsche, one of uh, big time philosophers, they quoted him. It is what one takes into solitude that grows there, the beast within included. Um, another quote he wrote, one man runs to his neighbor because he's looking for himself and another because he wants to lose himself. Your bad love of yourselves makes solitude a prison to you. Um, Ernest Becker, another one, if the partner becomes God, they can just as easily become the devil. The reason is not far to seek. If you find ideal love and try to make it soul uh, of good and bad of yourself, the measure of your strivings, it goes on and on. You become simply the reflex of another person. So solitude is good to bring away from the daily stressors of life. Um, What's funny is a lot of these psychologists or yeah, psychologists um, are saying don't necessarily go to people when you feel lonely, kind of practice being by yourself. There's two sides to doing it. Now, I think for me, I do have that fear of myself, which is why I don't want to be alone. But at the same time, it is a learning experience to see, okay, if I'm alone for an hour or two because my wife has to go out to an appointment or, um, you know, I, she has to be upstairs all day for an, uh, a meeting and I'm downstairs. What can I do to function while I'm doing it? And lo and behold, if I do kind of keep myself focused on what I'm doing, I kind of, you lose track of time and you're like, oh, maybe I can do this. I am one to say though, I really prefer being around her and her specifically. She is like my rock. She is the one. Oh, excuse me. Um, but, oh, excuse me. But 
learning solitude once in a while is not necessarily bad. It's when you are too self, too isolated. That's when things might go a little sideways. So out of that article, what I would say recommending is learn, learn to be by yourself for a short period of time. You know, whether it's chilling in your room, whether it's going for a walk, do something to become one with yourself. Learn that you yourself is a good is a good thing. At the same time, however, do not isolate to the point where you have no contact to anybody whatsoever. You want that happy medium. You want to have the love and support of your loved one, but you also once in a while probably want to step back and learn to love you. So isolation is so solitude is really for me of loving me. It doesn't literally mean I have to be alone, but it means for me to love me and to understand that I am worthy and a good person. So whether or not you take it one way or the other, being with yourself is good, but being with others is even better. So we hope you guys enjoyed this Mental Health Roundtable and learned a few things. As always, guys, as I said at the beginning, if you haven't yet, subscribe. YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter at the bottom. The more you give to us, the more we, or more you give to us, the more we can give back to you. Um, and we have a lot to do. So we have a lot more to give. So tomorrow we get another video. Stay tuned for more fun. Enjoy. Be safe. Have a lovely day, people.